Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real fashion. Hello, Fabsters. Welcome to Fashion Lab Africa. Hi, Liz. How are you? Hello there. And hello uh, to all of you who are tuned in. And thank you for joining us on this show, Fashion Lab, which is where we sit down and dissect the business behind fashion in Africa and beyond because we care about the development of this industry. So thank you for joining us. My name is Lisa Gumba Registrar. Um, Bali normally just drops the, you know, the coin without really, <laughs> without really putting it all and just sort of like spreading it apart and letting guys know, okay, this is what's going down, but it's okay. Uh, today we are back and we want to talk about something very um, important on the show. And I think that it's uh, perfect timing. And I think it's just great to be back on the show. How are you, Bali? I'm well, thanks in yourself. I'm fine, thank you. Uh, who are you wearing and who made your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a blue denim jeans and they are from H&M. And I am wearing a floral shirt uh, that also happens to be a bodysuit, actually. So it looks like a shirt, but it's a bodysuit. And that is from downtown, Chinatown, baby. <laughs> so that's what I'm wearing. <laughs> That is a very interesting um, combo, and we obviously definitely going to talk about that. Guys, so those of you who are tuned in, this is the Fashion Lab Show, and um, today we are really going to be unpacking a very important topic. Um, and I think for me, before we unpack this topic, I would love us to just maybe have a minute of silence to sort of send condolences to the families and friends of those who actually lost their lives from this virus, this coronavirus, because this is what we're going to be talking about today. We are bringing in the um, angle of its effect on fashion, but I think for me the most important thing is we are human beings, and, and human beings are lives, and lives have been lost. And until there's a cure of this, I don't know what's going to happen. But can we just have a minute of silence? All right, guys. That's our minute of silence, our moment of silence. Um, so now, guys, we want to talk about the coronavirus, and um, I want us to also just understand a bit about what it is and how it spread. For those of you who are wondering what it is, it's not the beer. It's definitely, at this point, I'm sure everyone is aware of what um, this is about. Now, these viruses are a large family of viruses that cause illnesses ranging from the colds to more severe diseases, such as the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. Uh, the severe acute respiratory syndrome as well. A novel coronavirus is a new strain that has not been previously identified in humans. So these coronaviruses are zoonotic, meaning they're transmitted between animals and people. And there's detailed investigations that have been found that, you know, this virus was transmitted from cyber cats to humans. And this is a very complicated, this virus is complicated. MERS, this virus also from dromedary camels to humans. Several known coronaviruses are circulating in animals that have actually not yet infected human beings. So it's, I think, also very important for you guys to also just sort of um, do your research and understand a bit more about what this coronavirus is because people think, and we've spoken about this even last week on the show, people think that because it's, it happened or broke out in China, that it's, it's, it's probably not going to catch them, but we're going to just look at a couple of things based on the most recent reports. Now, you also have to realize that the signs of infection include respiratory symptoms, people have fever, cough, shortness of breath, breathing difficulties, and then obviously in most severe cases, infection can also 
hospitals, pneumonia, severe acute respiratory syndrome, kidney failure, and death, because that is what happened as well. Um, now, for statistics around this virus so far, um, when it comes to the current statistics, I think uh, infection right now, the infection total in China is 2,345. Um, as South Korea, South Korea also reports a surge in cases. Iran has also confirmed six deaths from the virus. Um, the spread has also intensified around the world. Uh, South Korean cases obviously doubling to reach about 433, which is the highest number outside of China. Italy also confirmed Saturday uh, two deaths from the virus. Um, and obviously, authorities are moving close to schools and bars and public spaces. Guys, it is, I promise you, it sounds like we are on CNN now, but I promise you, this is just, this thing is very important. And I think that we have to um, empower ourselves by keeping in touch with what's happening based on health, obviously, the updates. And also just being a bit more conscious. I don't know, I don't know what I do, do not know how we're gonna from this one. Um I want to also obviously we're going to move close to it from a fashion perspective because of the fact that it has definitely uh, affected fashion um in a big way. Now the coronavirus obviously uh the luxury and fashion groups are suffering, fashion shows streamed online to isolate customers, but also obviously there's the fear of just, you know, remaining for supplies and sales in key markets. Uh, the outbreak has also kept as many as 1,000 Chinese fashion buyers from Europe's top fashion shows this month as the luxury industry faces its biggest threat since uh, 2008. Uh, China is, a lot is happening. So let's, this is it. China is definitely important for the global luxury and fashion industries as the driver in the coal manufacturing hubs. Uh, Chinese consumers accounted for roughly 40% of the 281 billion pounds spent on luxury goods globally last year, according to Jeffries, but dropped 80% of the growth powering sales increases at companies like Louis Vuitton and Kerry. So anyway, the outbreak has disrupted supply chains. We all know how this is going and it's not looking good. I want to pause there before getting too deep um, and just allow me to introduce our other contributor who also brings the show to life. Uh, Edgy, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. How are ah. you? How's, how's Brazil? Brazil is... Do you want the real answer? The... Okay, let's just talk about the real answer. Brazil is overwhelming. And the funny thing is someone <laughs> yesterday sent me a, a, a DM saying, how can there be so many, like, right now in the city I'm in, which is Salvador, there's about 5 million people in this city alone. In the carnival, the bo- if, have you seen my post? Just so you can see how in, 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 how overwhelming this thing is. <laughs> Somebody DM saying, "Are you guys not scared of the coronavirus?" And I was like, "Well, obviously Brazil is in a different country. What do I know? People are in carnival. That's what's happening. And there's no breakout of the coronavirus here yet. So mm-hmm. it's a thing, but it is the, the carnival is overwhelming. It really is." So we are happy to have you, Edging. Who are you wearing? Who made your clothes? Or are you are you now wearing anything? Because of, is it getting by? How bad is it? What are you wearing? Based today, on what you're, today, you know, I mean, I'm I'm. It's it's been very devastating for us, to be honest with you. On on the fashion end. So today, I just have on a unique little t-shirt, a pair of Jesus skinnies, and some sneakers. Um, it's low key, man. Low key here. <laughs> 
Super low key. <laughs> Back to this. Crazy. I have to say for a while, but you know what? Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. And yes, on a lighter note, I'm laughing, but it's um, uh, this, this is a serious topic today, and I think that you know it's happening, and I don't know how, how we're going to we're going to unpack it in the best way we know how. But I think for those of you who also tuned in, um, feel free to share with us your thoughts. Feel free to share with us whatever your insights are around what's happening with this coronavirus. We are Fashion Lab AF on Twitter and we are on Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook and Instagram. And we definitely want to hear your thoughts. What are you uh, wearing, Liz? Today, I, I'm wearing short shorts because it's it's, a, it's what? What is happening with me? I'm short shorts and like a spaghetti squad. That's like literally, I feel like a <laughs> little teenage girl who's about to go to the supermarket and buy some things. But that's kind of what I'm feeling. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> and I'm feeling low key. I think there's something about what we're all wearing today. I don't know if it's the topic or I don't know if it's the. I don't know what it is, but it is. It's, it's pretty hard to be up to be like up to like I mean it's hard to be vibrant and just happy. It's this thing is just it's a pandemic in a sense. Yeah. For us it touches us so deeply because you have to understand China was on holiday leading up to this. So you have this third holiday and then you can't get out of the holiday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really unfortunate for those who are feeling very affected. Obviously, we're going to unpack as well, obviously, from your personal experience because we also deal with this. Um, this is a big, uh, I'm sure, a big uh, block or, you know, big, big, big problem. No. But for those who are tuned in again, also just stay uh, tuned throughout the show. We've got our wine style guide where we touch base about. Uh, wine and style which go hand in hand. Uh, lastly, I've also got my favorite segment at the end of the show called Who Do You Want to Rise and Why? So feel free to share with us your hints and device. That's our sort of winding um, segment. Uh, but yes, we definitely want to hear from you. But we're going to talk about music for the next one. We're all over to this fashion and art and hear what Bandy wants to share with us today before we set on to the the detail and the depth of this conversation. And we're back. Liz, Eiji, are you still here? Hi, I'm Bali. Hi, Eiji, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Good. And you? I'm great. Liz? Yes, I'm here. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just, uh, for those who are tuned in, this is the fashion lab that today we're talking about for coronavirus. This is that epidemic that, I don't know why it's still called an epidemic, why it's not called a pandemic yet, but it's obviously killed more than 2,600 people and infected nearly 80,000 worldwide, guys. And uh, it's also interesting, we're going to touch base a bit after the fashion alert on, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware that there's also been the whole conversation around mystic uh, Nostradamus predicting the coronavirus epidemic um, almost 500 years ago. I don't know if you guys have heard about these predictions as well. Um, but guys, this is something that is serious. It's spread to more than 30 counters outside countries outside of China, including the UK, including France, Germany, Japan, the US, Australia, Singapore, Macau, Malaysia, Cambodia, Sri Lanka, the UAE, South Korea, Vietnam, Thailand, Canada, Nepal. I don't know if we should stop or go on. Or go on. <laughs> <laughs> For those who are tuned 
mean, it's a real conversation and also uh, more relevant also because it also has touched on fashion in a, a way that I think this is history, edgy, I don't know, but let's roll over to Bali and play and, 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 you know, bring us on to that fashion alert as we continue this conversation around the coronavirus. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Fashion Alert. I am Mbali Antli. So, the first story I have for you today is about Giorgio Armani, who has been criticized for accusing the fashion industry of, wait for it, raping women. Okay, so the 85-year-old Italian designer repeatedly used the term rape to describe how women in the fashion industry are treated. This is when he spoke at an event during the Milan Fashion Week. Giorgio Armani has been criticized for using this choice of vocabulary. And this is exactly what he said. I, I don't want to quote him wrong, so I'm quoting exactly as he said. He said, I think it's time for me to say what I think. Women keep getting raped by designers, by us. If a lady walks on the street and sees an ad with a woman with her boobs and beep in plain sight and she wants to be like that too, then that's a way of raping her. He further continued to say, you can rape a woman in many ways, either by throwing her in a basement or by suggesting she dresses in a certain way. So, um, Giorgio Armani's comments drew criticism from a lot of people in the fashion industry who questioned whether the use of the term rape was appropriate. Now, before I carry on, what do you guys think? I'm trying to understand. Okay, so actually, before you go on, I just need to clarify something. I'm trying to understand. I can't. I didn't. Under, I don't understand. I'm lo- I, I can hear the rape thing, but I'm confused. Yes, you can. Can you please break it down again? I can't. I am trying to understand. Okay, so he was basically speaking um, at an event during Milan Fashion Week. So in his speech that he was delivering, he was basically saying that. Well, I think instead of the word rape, other words that he could have used are exploited, victimized, objectified, or treated unfairly. But he decided to say that women are constantly raped by designers in the industry. He he basically used a very strong term to describe how he feels that women are treated in the fashion industry like they're objectified they are treated like pieces of meat and he even went as far as to saying you either you can rape them either by throwing them in the basement basically meaning you're not paying them properly and you're not giving them the rights that they have or you can make them dress in a way that is very very revealing or provocative and in that way you teaching the other woman to look at the other woman and think that that's the correct way or the right way and this is the way that designers are raping women in the industry so uh, let okay. me understand is he that he has a problem with this? so do is you get it Liz he has a problem? Listen. yes he's saying he has a problem Listen, after how many years after 50 years of him doing this well he, he founded his label in 1975 so yes he found his religion just now <laughs> and then in 2019 he got an epiphany and he's like no man <laughs> uh, let me deal with him <laughs> listen can we first excuse the person that English is not his first language <laughs> 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 I am 
when I sit in a place like Brazil where you have conversations and people don't understand you and they they hear one thing and they think they had milk and you're talking mm. about fire. So it's could it be that there's a communication breakdown or am I giving you favor? Because I'm just thinking, can you first No, I think he knows exactly what he was saying. I just think he chose the wrong word. And as Edgy is saying, he chose the wrong time because it's been so many years. I mean, from 1975 and then in 2019. But I mean, um, he's new. Well, we're not the only ones who find this questionable. So, okay. So I tell you what, we got to find out his reason though. Is he trying to find some kind of absolution? Because I'm trying to figure out why he's coming up with this. Okay. So let me just carry on and explain a bit more. So obviously he, a lot of people in the industry uh, criticized him for this. Booth Moore being one of them. She's an executive editor of Fashion Trade Journal, which is a woman's wear daily. Uh, she wrote on Twitter that the exploitation of women in fashion imagery is not a new phenomenon. Far from it, actually. And I think that Amani has always tried to be respectful to women in his work. But the word rape is very charged in any language that you choose to use. So, George Amani's controversial remarks were made at this event. And this is some of the responses that he received. He just said that his latest show includes shorts, skirts, long skirts, ample tights and trousers. So he has given he says I have given maximum freedom to women who can use all the possibilities if they are sensible. So he says I'm sick of hearing the word trend. We need to try and work for today's women. There shouldn't be trends. So basically as um this um Booth Moore is saying, she says that women are and they've always been exploited. Amani has tried to be respectful of them in the past and he, he continues to be. But for him to try and speak out on it and then say that it's rape is just a bit too extreme. So basically, he was just trying to take a stand of sorts. Okay, this is this is my take, right? Well, I ask you if it's not my language because maybe that's the memo I should send him. <laughs> my my take on this is like he is that is not what he means to say because he can't mean that. <laughs> so what do you think he's saying, Ezid? What 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 do you think he means when no, he I says think it's that? Absurd. It's absolutely absurd for big fashion to suddenly come now and get religious, you know, mm. about about the way it's treated women i mean big fashion actually perpetrated everything mm. so for them to come out and say you know i think it's trying to make it it's trying to rise above the corona thing and talk about something positive maybe he think this is positive but it doesn't make sense i mean he has now don't forget he has a money exchange which is probably produced i'm not saying this for a fact because i don't know mm. um but it's probably it's mass produced and a lot of mass production is done by women who don't get paid very well mm. you know so he's got so many areas where he needs to address women's issues now to come in and say <laughs> this like just to say rape and to say all these vile words um mm. I don't think he, I don't think he, I don't think that's what he's trying to say. I feel like he's trying to find some kind of absolution, some kind of relevance for his brand. I know controversy mm. makes them sell things. Either he's searching for something to move his brands forward, but it doesn't make so, sense to you. What is the solution that he has yes 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 given? He has uh, suggested. 
Well, he didn't give a suggestion. I might say, I don't know. I don't know if this thing is out of context. It's like he was sleeping and then he started sleepwalking. I really do not know where this news belongs. That's the rest struggle. Anything. I don't know. That's why from the beginning, Mari, I keep saying, explain to me again because I'm trying to understand why people are dying of the coronavirus. That's a real conversation. But pushing women to be half naked or raped, like, I'm not sure where Georgia. How old is 85? Okay, let's leave it. Let's talk about Corona, I think. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Let's move on to Corona. <laughs> so, as Liz was saying, as she was explaining the statistics and how the virus has ba- basically made its way around, and thank goodness it's not in Brazil as yet, but the coronavirus has struck Italy. So, um, there's three linked stories to this, but basically, Austria has had to block all trains crossing the border after three people died and 150 fell ill in the outbreak of the coronavirus uh the venice carnival has had to be cancelled and again mr giorgio amani the amani fashion show has been axed and 12 towns have been put into lockdown so basically authorities have halted all train traffic to and from italy following the fears that passengers might be infected so basically a train was traveling between austria and italy and it had to be blocked as officials had to find out whether people in that train were clear of the virus since two people on the train actually uh, appeared to have as liz described flu-like symptoms so there was a worry that these people might actually be bringing in the virus into um, venice and they had to be blocked um this is not the first the train was carrying about 300 passengers from venice to munich and it had to be halted and there was four hours the four hour delay basically while officials had to go through the process and they were tested and then they were cleared and then they were released so that's not the only thing the venice uh, carnival has also had to be cancelled so uh, in venice apparently there's a flagship carnival celebration that takes part and it has had to be cancelled right in the middle of it people have traveled and it's the final days of the carnival but they've had to just cancel it because um they just worried and concerned of the spread of this virus since they are already people that are sick and they just don't want to spread it any further so as liz explained a whole lot of events are being halted and a whole lot of uh shows and football matches all sorts of events are actually being cancelled and even the opera the theaters have had to close down and cancel their operas not only that like i said Giorgio armani has also cancelled his milan fashion show so after the news of the new coronavirus that it the fact that it killed three people near the city it sparked a lockdown of 12 towns so the fashion show will now obviously have to be live streamed online on the brand's website and people are not to attend the event they are not to travel and they are not to leave effectively they will just be watching the show online this is also um amani just trying to make sure that they do not contribute in any way in spreading the virus or making their staff or anybody who actually works at the fashion show fall ill so it will be streamed in front of an empty theater on their website Sorry, for being a second. A virus is a virus. It spreads. 
It doesn't mean that if I go to Edge's showroom and I catch the virus there, it's Edge's fault. It's not Edge's fault. There's a virus. Yeah. Well, I guess. So it's not. <laughs> They're just trying to make measures. <laughs> Everybody's trying to see how they can help to reduce it. Yes. Yes. It's a virus. It's in the air. It's a virus is some it's like an asthma. It spreads. Yeah, but we can we can try to help it. We can all die. Yes, I mean, you were just upset. Try to help it. Someone can just come and say hi Edgy and next thing you have the virus. Does it That's mean it. Yeah, but if Edgy was at home, the person wouldn't have able to say hi. The person would have video called him. Maybe when he walked into his building and took the elevator, he could catch it in there. Maybe guys, so acting like this thing is something that chooses a side and says, "Okay, we're going to just hang around the west side and we'll leave Edgy to eat for a little." You know, come on, guys. No, but it is a virus, but uh, uh, I think that they were trying to be responsible about it because you can't take a risk with your employees and say let's just go and hope for the best you know you don't want somebody getting sick and then it's your fault people got the virus do you really think somebody decided this child bunny has been very bad this week at work let me put her into that squad in the corner so she can catch the virus do you guys really think that like when people say you're protecting it's it's a virus it spreads you can't You cannot protect your people from it. They yes. catch it on their way on their way to their mom's house. But that you take you take measures. That's why now every time when you fly international when you return, they are testing everyone. Like my my sister literally just came back from Spain today and she was sending me photos of how they were testing them in the plane for the virus because they want to make sure that they don't bring it back into South Africa. They have to be responsible in the sense that they can't just let people travel in and out of the country without testing them just because it's a virus and it spreads like asthma. So I think Giorgio Armani was trying to be responsible in the sense that he didn't want to be the one or his fashion show be the one where people might have potentially caught the virus. No, I think well, this I think he was trying to talk some sense out of the gentleman before because I mean I don't know, but anyway, that's that's fine now. <laughs> I think on this part is okay. I mean, you can't be too cautious. On this part, I think it's okay, and I, I think it's also <laughs> nice to hear that in South Africa they're testing them for coming. I my worry was what's going on in Africa though. Yeah, Chinese kind of own so many things across mm. Africa. I mean, and go so who yes. is who is uh, checking that? You know? Yes, Chinatowns. I've been talking to the people. Chinatowns apparently are dead. Bali, have you been to any Chinatown? No, I am not going because I am not trying to get sick. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> no, I'm trying to stay at home. I, I, I'm not going to put myself in harm's way. It's the reasonable thing to do. <laughs> Have are you going to go to Chinatown Liz when you come back? Um my thing is I also find it very stereotypical that suddenly people who normally go to Chinatown don't want to go to Chinatown with the Chinese who are there have been living they're also trying not to I mean if it was called India Town would people still go like they the the stereotype mentality is also shocking to me it's like people suddenly have absconded from Chinatown but like those people who are working there who live there also live in their houses they also They they also trying not to get the virus. And who said they came from China yesterday? And if they did then you know, I don't know, but 
it's happening here. There's a lot of senselessness when it, it comes to this. It's, co- <laughs> it's cautiousness. Don't you know that at school, at schools where they have Asian and Chinese children, they have been asked to be cautious and there's like measures also in place to make sure that these kids, because they come from home, they might have relatives who have just traveled from China or who are from there and who recently were there. So there are measures in place. It's not even about stereotypes or it's just about being cautious because you don't want to be the one that caught the virus or be the one that spread the virus. I mean, the government wouldn't be putting so many measures in place if it was just because of stereotypes. It's about being cautious and making sure that citizens are safe and the virus is not spread and it's contained. You're right. Okay, guys, enough now. Yes, and that is today's fashion alert. <laughs> God, I just got schooled. I just got, I just got back into school. I just got schooled. But fine, thank you, valuable your passion and dedication <laughs> to the cause and the fashion alert. Yes, yes very good, very good. I just. I personally still think that a virus is something that is only so much you can do about a virus. So mm. like a virus like this type of virus. Um, when I was traveling here, I saw a lot of people at the airport wearing masks. Yes. But I had, I don't know if it's true, maybe I should do my research before, I don't know if it's true or not, that the coronavirus can, you can still catch the coronavirus even when you have a mask on. Are you sure? Yeah, let me just reconfirm this. Sure, that means a lot of people are wasting time wearing those masks, if that's the case. <laughs> Liz, Liz is just trying to cause a global scare. Yes, Liz, I mean Liz. <laughs> Guys, hold on, I'm checking to see because somebody mentioned that and I thought, hmm, why are people even wasting time buying masks? Yeah, I read that they're supposed to wear masks. They must make sure that they wash their hands very often. They must make sure that they don't cough or sneeze in other people's faces. And also they must make sure that they wash their meat and clean their meat before preparing it. Just some of the ways to make sure that you don't spread the virus or contain it. Oh, you're pushing things so hard and I have to always be the one to break the bad news. Well, unfortunately, according to lifescience.com, mm-hmm. wearing a face mask doesn't necessarily protect you from the new coronavirus. Well, not necessarily is the word. <laughs> oh, there we go. There <laughs> we go with the words and English again. Okay, this, is, this is an article by Laura Gagel. She says a regular surgical mask will not help you steer clear of the virus. Mm. So please, for those who are buying masks because you think you're covering up, please stop wasting your money and let's try something else. But what is the something else? Does, she, does Laura carry on to explain what else? I'm not Dr. Phil. Let's move on. <laughs> this, this is the first one no. show, guys. We're talking coronavirus. Bali, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for your passion alert. Um, you can ask me that question after this. But let me just <laughs> move on a bit. Because I want to come to you, Edgy. And I want to come to you that you... Um, definitely play this industry i've had uh, several factories in china you also work with them on a day-to-day basis 
Let's talk about what's happening in your business so far, first because obviously you're here. Well, for us, it's, um, I mean, it's like, it's one of those things that you never anticipated. Yes, we had the Chinese holiday, you you anticipated that, but then the virus happened in during the holiday. So now the factories can't open. Even though they they say they are open, it's just everything is so minimal. Uh, movement is restricted within China. So there's definitely um just it's hard to work, you know. Um, you and also you worry about your your partners in China who run the factories and stuff. So there's just a collective um, concern, of course, for your business, uh, for the people, and just um, for the for the market generally. And and just it's it's scary. And also you get this little fear on your own, even to go into like the fabric store. You worry, <laughs> you know. It's just it's just. Um, there's basically a lot of fear. Uh, there's just there's fear and there's huge disruptions across the supply chains. Not just for fashion, but for the things that fashion needs. And just it's 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 been um it, you cannot even really overstate it to be honest with you. And now with the rest of now it's it's sipping out of China and it's it's going into like Korea, Italy, and Iran. So you 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 worry. When when would you have the stability for things to get back to work? When would people stop being afraid? You know. I'm curious, Edgy. Would you say like when we look at companies like um, uh, LVMH, you look at Karen, you look at Fishmore, which are these are companies that are less vulnerable because obviously they're not as reliant on Chinese manufacturing. Would you say that this is a wake up call for people to start realizing that they might have to? come up with a plan B and as much as China is the the mummy or the godmother as I would call it's 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 a new day and maybe a wake-up call and time for people to start looking at alternatives start slowly not necessarily immediately but to really start looking seriously at other manufacturing hacks different features absolutely and I think why that is important is that I think the concentration of resources and and this concentration of manufacturing and supply in china is also not very good for the world it's made other economies get really lazy about you know about about growing manufacturing in their own economies and so now if china has an issue then the world is undersupplied you know and that shouldn't be so every every economy should actually be invested in growing manufacturing in growing sourcing as, as a source as a, as 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 a part of the economy you know now in america for instance like we are so unprepared for this like we don't have the capacity to make t-shirts you know and yes the the luxury brands are not super affected because their supply chains are not so focused in china but a lot of what they need is done in china a lot of what they like some buttons all kinds of little things that helps them is also done in china you know so it it does affect everybody and i think to be honest yes it is a wake-up call um for countries to understand that we've got to spread out supply we've got to spread out our supply basis you can't really focus on china for supply of everything or, or on anybody in fact you know it has to be um governments have to work on improving their capacity to to feed their populations not just food but 
things right. that other things that they need so that we actually have enough to sell to each other if something happens right now we don't have enough to sell to each other because china cannot supply to everybody you know i'm interested also i mean obviously for those who are tuned in as well you know when you think about the large groups you have contingent contingency plans so for me what i'm wondering is you know you obviously have contingency plans like closing down stores and offices in china i think that the, the i don't know what's going to happen edges so the reason i'm saying this is also because of the fact that it's not just from a production manufacturing perspective it's for all the brands that have actually so much, and like obviously a lot of people start this for the year and have their whole forecast and put down their money in and do you know set up their campaigns and stuff in the beginning of the year now with all of this happening then people need to close stores which is a big thing as well and then you scale back product launches advertising whatever it is you clamp down on staff even staff expenses i'm sure people have also done a lot of staff I'm sure there's been a lot of stuff that are literally jobless at this point just based on that. So this thing is not just from a production perspective but there's so many aspects of the value chain that go down to a point where you ask yourself in if this continues in like about 3 4 months what's going to happen? What's going to happen because there's so much loss already but I mean think of so many Aspect. It touches on everything. A brand could die and just die, finished, complete. I'm sure there's brands that the brands that are solely focused on China as a market, as a main market. What what happens in this case? I wonder. I mean, to be honest with you, it's not just about fashion. I mean, our our lives are so interwoven with with every everything we do. I mean, from sector to sector, we're totally interwoven like even if you take the issue of 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 just the 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 mask itself the face mask which are something that is essential for hospitals for instance right but now it's hard to even buy them in some places you know you know so supply chains are being seriously disrupted from just consumption production everything is being disrupted but i think there are lessons here to learn um There are definitely lessons to learn, and that is how we can re-energize local economies to to withstand this. You know, like when Ebola happened, because Africa doesn't produce a whole lot, you could see the impact was so little. But <laughs> with China, anything when China sneezes, man, the world will feel it. You know, so there's got to be a, a re-aggregation of of, of of priorities across continents not just not just the west africa um i mean for africa right now i think it's a huge opportunity because where else could the world produce the world needs where else would you have the capacity oh, it's only india china and africa that has capacity basis for production for the world you know um africa is the least prepared for that in terms of the least capitalized to do this india is fairly capitalized you know they have they have they have a good industry base for production across sectors um is now africa has to africa has to add up to this production base we have to rise up and be a play part in 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 helping the world survive these kinds of things you know 
Yeah, the, I understand that I agree. Obviously, because the show is focused, uh, our show is definitely focused on fashion, the, I thought that the fashion was going to be, it has to be a bigger part of this conversation. But yes, everything is interwoven. In New York's Chinatown, um, they've actually laid off 40% of their staff to maintain business already. And this is uh, the owner of the Yina Ji Chang Fen. Mm-hmm. This is... Uh, yes, the sole New York outlet for the rice. That rice, the noodle roll chain. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. China. That's just one example. 40% of their staff already laid off by now. That's That shows the impact. And this is now food. I mean, like I said, everything obviously is intertwined. But, but look at that. Look at that. On the on the fashion end, you can see it. On the fashion end, you can see it. It's, it's, it's so, I mean, I... I Look, I'm leaving it. You know, I can't move anything out of China. We have some shoe orders. We can deliver those orders. Um, we're, we're supposed to have our soccer shoe ready for testing uh, sometime in March. But we don't even know by April if China will be fully operational. So we think we won't be able to test the shoe until even July, you know? So, and that's just one, that's just little me. I mean, so just think about all the other things. And we look, we're talking fabrics, notions, um, not just the finished product, you know. I mean, just the other, remember China supplies all the other industrial, all the other manufacturing hubs like Vietnam, you know, uh, like uh, uh, Sri Lanka to some extent, you know. And all of these places, they have to get fabrics from China, whether it's even in Africa, the, you know, the polyesters and all of these things. A lot of these things, a lot of the, the raw fabrics, the raw materials, like the, 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 the fabrics that you need to make the manufacturing in the different hubs, it still comes from China. So the impact is huge. It's really yeah. deep. It's, um, let's talk about what. How are you feeling around Chinatown? Edge, have you been to Chinatown out there, or you're being like man who's not going to Chinatown? No, I haven't. I haven't gone to Chinatown, but not because I'm feeling like in Bali. I just haven't had any reason to go. <laughs> okay, so you're not pulling a Bali on us. Please go tomorrow, Edge. Um, please and and send me a video when you're there tomorrow. <laughs> I will. Send her a video, not a picture. Yes, or even video call me. I actually want proof that you are there. For me, what I want to say, guys, for Chinatown is, and I see that there's a campaign that has been started called Show Some Love for Chinatown to attract um, sort of support for local businesses there again, and that's in New York. But it's basically in response to the stigma the virus has created around visiting Chinatown. And uh, that same stigma is what I was trying to talk about earlier when you guys thought I'm just being rowdy as usual as being a rebel again. But the truth of the matter is, you even have people getting beat down and there's little wars happening around these places where someone's like, listen, I'm not even from China. I'm from Vietnam and here I am getting attacked. (laughs) At this point. (laughs) So I feel like the stigma around Chinatown is also something we need to be careful about. You know, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, you know, when you're running for your life in the forest. Okay, well, this is guys, me watching too much, too much Netflix. But let's just say there's something that you're probably sitting at the festival enjoying yourself with Afropunk and then some crazy creature or some strange thing happens. Mm-hmm. And then they to run for their life. 
and then you decide to run for your lives and then you know you get into this place and now you're trying to push the door but the people outside are also running for their life so instead of opening the door you guys are trying to lock them out you've seen this guys you've seen all these movies with the zombies running outside <laughs> listen that is how for me the corona looks like right now it's like people are running and people are trying to be safe everybody nobody wants the coronavirus please let's get it right so i feel like we have to be careful about how we are also running away for our lives trying to save ourselves and then you're blocking one cool who's not even from china but just because she looks chinese she should stay out <laughs> you know like <laughs> Bunny, did you catch that one that's, yes that's i did yeah so i just I just read a minute ago that Coca-Cola is having an issue, is going to have some production problems just because they can't get the sweetness from China. Sure. I mean, Coke. Coke. I love Coca-Cola. <laughs> I got to love that. <laughs> no, it is a problem. I, I've, I've, I also saw that lots of retailers are, are having a problem in, with the delay in their delivery. So you might find that th they've said that ships won't be able to deliver in time. So that obviously will mean that by the time it is delivered, whenever it will be delivered, it might be out of season by the time it reaches the destination. So other people or other factories and retailers have had to arrange for f flying the product. And just drastic measures to try and make sure that their products or their items reach the correct retailer in time for it to be sold. Because obviously if it arrives later, they'll have to reduce the price. They'll have to sell it on sale. Meanwhile, they didn't actually intend to do that. So it is big, 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 big problems. Guys, <laughs> the fashion lab show, we're talking coronavirus. Uh, we are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter, we are on Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Facebook and we want to hear from you guys. We do not know if by the end of this show we'll have a sort of directive, but the truth of the matter is just to actually sit down and unpack what's really going on. And then just to hope that, you know, for those of you who are tuned in, that you can, if you're not aware, if you don't understand the intensity, you can also understand the intensity based on some of the statistics and facts we've shared on the show. And then just, just be safe, you know, but please don't call them one, one, two because she looks Chinese and trying to close her out, guys, please. It's not, it's not happening anymore. But anyway, we're going to be back after this music break. It's nothing but love, guys. Try to love more, please. We need more love in this world. Hey, music is everywhere. Yep, it's the Fashion Lab Radio, and we are talking the coronavirus and its effect on fashion, and which, as you say, is actually all around it. It's not just fashion, but obviously this is that show uh, we call the Fashion Lab, so we want to also sort of touch on some of uh, the detail around what it's doing or how it's, um, you know, how it has affected the fashion industry generally. So, yes, Edgy, we are back, and Bali, we are back. Um, let's talk about uh, what... Uh, you guys would probably think would be, I don't know, like what is the prevention, what is the, I mean there's no cure for sure, but like besides people trying to stop the whole public, you know like, uh, what's our 85 year old friend now trying to, what's, who are we talking about just now? Giorgio? Besides his thing of like, which I understand, I think is good, is like taking precaution, like, okay, let's just stream live instead of having a gathering. But the gatherings happen every time. What are your suggestions? What do you guys think would be uh, 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 the uh, best ways? 
I think they just need to be a unified protocol across the across the globe because this this disease, I mean, this virus is not choosing who to go to; it's just going wherever it can go. So, I think they have to be a unified approach. If you're coming through the airport, you should be checked, you know. Yeah. And if you need to be quarantined, you should be quarantined because the it's just you one person being going through some discomfort that will save a lot of people from discomfort and death, you know. So. I think it has to be a unified approach and Africa can be left out. Right now, Africans, I feel like they're not even looking in, you know. Um, I don't see I don't see any rigor in that effort to prevent the disease. Clients have definitely done something, a couple of measures as well, that really taken a stand. Probably we're going to also just share that on the show shortly. It's great to see that, yes, we are... I think edgy, and like I said... Not just Africa, but Brazil as well. I, mm-hmm. I'm shocked because Brazil and Trinidad and Tobago in February have the biggest festivals in the world that attract millions of people. Mm. I am not saying that there should have been a corona. I'm just mm-hmm. saying surprised that the festivals are happening. The contact, when you look at the body to body, it's not even... And no longer just breathing into people's air. It's the body-to-body contact, the closeness, the way mm-hmm. that are and how they put people. It's like it could be a pandemic. People, like if it was a, I'm surprised that there are no. And I'm not saying that it's about that it should it should be in Africa, or Brazil, or Trinidad and Tobago. I'm just saying I'm very surprised that with this magnitude of festivals right now. Mm-hmm. And with the millions of people rubbing against each other and breathing in each other's faces, it's not a thing. And I also believe in, I believe in the power of like, so I try to use my mind as well to really empower me and to really drive me. So what happens is, you know, when people say, oh my God, you're going to Brazil alone, are you crazy? Uh-uh. My mind does not give me, when I'm coming here, I don't think about who got killed in the beach or who, or, or what could happen. My mind is always thinking about the most positive and the cleanest thoughts. And I feel like, for me, that's energy and that's how we protect ourselves away from things. I'm not saying that that's, that's going to be something everyone can understand. In fact, right now, some people throw eggs on me, if, probably, if they hear this, but I'm just saying that because I use my mind to protect me as well and my energy and I feel like all of this is intertwined, I feel like that's also what keeps people safe. Because there's people who, what about the people who are who's sitting by the person who had an infection on a flight and didn't catch it? How do you explain that? So I'm just saying that there's a, there's a lot of things. I feel like energy frequencies, vibrations, I feel like that's a real thing. And I think the power of the mind also drives us. So I don't know. The virus is in the air. Some people will catch it, some people won't. But those who are listening, I'm also curious. You guys should also share with us your thoughts. And um, yeah, just, yeah, you know, it's the virus. I don't know. For once, I really do not know what how we're going to make this different. Uh, it's very quiet in the lab. No. <laughs> Hey, we're listening to you. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to me with my, ma- you know, with my magic. People will be like, "This crazy girl is talking about magic." <laughs> we're listening to you. I'm, I, I just think, you know, we have to take this as seriously as the Third World War. To be honest with you, um, 
uh, I'm not trying to be alarmist, but you know, you can see like the last, it just in just the three weeks that it has been really uh, spreading the impact it has had. Just imagine another three weeks of this, and you know, economies will really bleed. You know, so um, it's something we have to take seriously. I think there are simple ways to do it. I mean, there are not, of course, nothing is simple, but just you know, basic checks at the airport would help, and just advising your population on just keeping your hands clean and you know wearing masks where you need to wear them. You know, I think simple things like this, but with government involvement, you know, to make it sound serious and for people to take it yeah, seriously. I and I also think when you look at like you know there's things that like I said this coronavirus the whole the whole thing about it is I don't understand I don't think anyone understands it anyway but like I just don't understand I don't even understand why there is prevention and treatment measures because yes there is prevention and treatment measures that are recommended by the World Health Organization a couple of other you know spaces if you look at the stuff online but my thing is when when you have things like avoid close contact with people who are sick. Who do you know who's sick? Who, how do you know who's sick? Don't touch your eyes, nose, and mouth. Really? Are you serious? Stay at home when you're sick? Okay, fantastic, great. Cover your nose, like, cover your cough and sneeze with a tissue. Then throw the tissue to the trash. Isn't that just common sense? Clean and disinfect frequently. Touched objects. I mean, don't... Liz, remember, I common I sense is not common to all of us. Yeah, but, but guys, <laughs> your common, common sense, sense is not common to, practice. Yes, <laughs> you do all of that, but other people might not. So when there's a virus, then they have to highlight that this time when there's a deadly virus going around, you need to be extra cautious. You need to be, it needs to be common practice. Yeah. Okay, how do you avoid, but you tell me, mm-hmm. you seem to really get this thing right. <laughs> how do you avoid close contact with people who have it? How do you know who has it? Exactly, you don't know who has it and who doesn't. I, My suggestion, hence you were asking, what other measures do you think we could put in place? I was thinking, it's more on our responsibility on our side, because they do explain that it it feels like flu-like symptoms so i know that Mm -hmm. a lot of us take for granted like you think oh i have the flu you know i have medication here at home i'm just gonna self-medicate and then if it gets serious i'll go to the hospital or i'll go to the clinic or the doctor or whatever so i just think that as uh, as people we can also contribute and try and curb the spread or by just making sure that if you feel like you're sick or you feel like you're coming down with something don't wait and think you'll self-medicate rather just go to the doctor find out if it's just a common cold if it's the flu or if it's swine flu or if it's the coronavirus so i just think with that that's one way that we can make sure that we are not you know contributing to it and then obviously you can't know whether the next person has it or not. Hence, in that train, two people looked like they had the flu and then they had to be Who tested. Like, nobody looks like they have anything in this world. Exactly. First of all, the things I know. just mentioned to you guys, they sound... Okay, well, this, is, this is according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
when I was talking about all those things, I was saying like avoid close contact with people who are sick. Where are they? Can you can they can you put a mark on their head so we know that maybe the ones with the blue marks are sick? So we know. Mm. Avoid touching your eyes and mouth. It's your eyes and your nose and your mouth. Touch them every day. It's there is no the, the the prevention and treatment does not make sense. Mm. And it's the fact it I, doesn't make sense. Stay at home when you're sick. We stay at home anyway. When we are sick, we certainly do. So what are you saying? That the government shouldn't say anything? Exactly. (laughs) This is saying the government doesn't say anything. They must let people run free on the streets. They can just say there's no current vaccine to prevent the corona disease finished. So when you start telling us to clean and disinfect, we do that anyway. And we stay at home when we are sick, and, and we wash our hands when we finish no, the joint. No, no, no. That is what you do. No, that's though, what Liz. you Not think, Liz. Not everybody does it. Some people I come have to, to confess, work. I mm. have forgotten a few times. And some people go to work even when they're sick just because they don't want to apply for sick leave because they have horrible bosses or they would much rather work rather than be at home. And then they spread it to the next... Can I tell you something? Because I'm going to now put you guys in the bag and send you to somewhere. Okay? Okay. Can I just say something? These prevention and treatments do not make sense. Can we agree on that at least so we can move to the next thing I want to say? No, I can't agree. (laughs) (laughs) Let's agree to to disagree. (laughs) Guys, if everyone was sick today stayed home, what would happen? Please tell me. Everybody who just decided today, I'm coughing, I'm not going to work. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That's coronavirus. And tell me how many people we are talking about. What you are saying is the coronavirus in four months. That's what you're saying. Yes, that's what she's okay. saying. Yes. Oh, that's so scary. That's the coronavirus in four months. I want to move back, guys. I'm now tired. Okay, so I am now calling. <laughs> Don't be tired, Liz. Don't be tired. <laughs> I'm tired enough for this one. Now this can go. But now let me tell you. I am curious about our listeners who are listening, who are actually a part of the fashion value chain, who've been affected by the corona based on either where they produce, where they source their textiles, whichever part of the value chain they source from China. What do we want to, when we want to talk about how to manage this current situation, what would we recommend to our listeners who are affected within the fashion industry, whether it's on a big scale, whether it's medium, whether it's small scale, but they're definitely suffering. That's, in, that's inclusive of you, Edgy. Personally, I do not have any production in China. I have nothing actually to do in China normally, generally. So I have no relationship with China except my denim that Edgy does. But, uh, you know, I'm not directly involved in that one. Me, I'll just be asking Edgy where, what happened. But anyway, I know that's a bit rude, right? But what <laughs> very, very. very. <laughs> what happened was, is, what is our advice to those who are listening who are feeling like, gosh, what's the next step? What do you do? Do I'm you not- wait it out? And if you wait it out and in three months, it's triple the problem. What? How do you continue with your business? What are some of the ways that we can advise or we can advise your people can think about this thing in a different way so that you're managing the situation other than letting the situation manage you and your business well right now there's a lot of action you know i think people have to also take uh solace in the fact that there's a lot of action being taken a lot of moves being done in china too there's minimal production that's beginning to to start i think 
it's just i know it sounds apocalyptic like everything is going to end but it's not going to end i think we're going to find a solution to it but in the meantime we just have to listen to what whatever the government is saying in terms of how we can help solve the problem uh, but i think this issue would come to an, to, to an end uh, there's still going to be some effects on all of us um, and we're, you know, we're managing through it, you know, we're managing through it. I think it's just, it's not going to kill the industry. Of course, the industry is going to survive this. It's just, we have to continue to do what we can on our own and to see what we can do to help, you know. But, but actually, let's not be realistic. Let's give an example. A supply chain who depends on a little, maybe a supply chain, maybe what, 10 stores or I don't know, however many stores somewhere based in Johannesburg, maybe. No more clothes to sell. What happens from here on? Is this where they now go back to the local uh, options of production, which is going to be a whole process? Because once you're used to having a supply chain from, you know, wherever it is that you supply chain it's a lot of infrastructure it's a lot of planning and detail around it how do you switch into what happens you either have as a shop no clothes left to sell or what do you do and like in Bali, they don't want to go to chinatown either so what well happens? i mean you, you we we can't we can't pretend that we know what would happen then because at the end of the day it's if 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 we can find a solution to this quicker of course we know everybody's going to be okay if we can't find a solution to it quicker everybody's going to suffer a little bit you know um so it's hard to it's, it's really really hard to to really say this is the answer to that because the virus is still on uh the impact of the virus is right here with us at the moment where supply chains are seriously disrupted not just china but across the globe as we see now um, so if you're producing in Italy, for instance, that's an issue now. You know, if you're making anything in Iran, it's an issue, you know. And now Bahrain, they have their own issues. They, are, they don't produce, but still, um, there's some, I'm sure there's some element of our work happening there, whether it's the shopping malls and stuff like that. So the impacts are going to be there with us. Um, how do we survive till it's done? There's no script for that. I think every every company has to find their way. Like for me right now, what I'm doing is like we have a shoe a shoe a shoe collaboration in in development right now. My factory is not open, although they've opened. We can do some things. We can do some some of the soft things, print our letters, do some little things that are not super intensive. Um, those are happening, and then we're also looking at other places where we can make some things that can happen in China, you know? I think everybody's trying to find a solution, trying to find an answer, but the big goal, I mean, the big hope for everybody is that it will be okay with China because that's where the capacity is. Other people, you have to learn some things really quickly, and it's not that easy to just replace China, you know? Well, so, actually, things are getting better with this coronavirus that has no cure. Not like it has no cure. People have come out of hospitals after contacting it, so it's not like it kills you instantly. No, it, it's curable. Huh? <laughs> people have people have come out of hospital after contacting. And the ones who have died. <laughs> Is it what? The ones who died died by mistake. No, no, they died from it. Of course, no. I'm saying that it, it's not like it. It 
it only kills you. I think some people have been saved from it. Um, and people, there are people that have survived, people that have recovered, you know. So, at least that is some positive from all of this, that people do, people actually have survived it, you know. I'm curious now, when it comes to things like trade shows and fashion shows, when people postpone it, how do you postpone it and to which level? When does the postponement end? Because that's also a very big thing. And like these trade shows have certain dates already set normally and everything is all set up and it takes a lot of, I'm sure, I mean like the amount that goes into setting this up as just trade shows on its own, I think is such a big deal that postponing it is till when and how long? And how, how is this? I wonder, I'm curious. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not the one who would know, you know, what everyone's. But, but one thing, one thing we should, um, one thing we should also keep in mind is that for everything that has gone wrong, we've always found has always, I mean, everything that has happened that has gone wrong has always led to things that have worked. It's for us finding other ways to do these things. So, Yes, it's difficult to have a trade show right now, but what are the other ways that you can show, you know, in the in the time being? You know? there for the taking, that's that's good. But what about fulfilling orders? Because after the show is the what? After the after the show is the after party. Where is the where what happened to the orders? I think what is happening now in terms of fulfilling orders, people are moving, people are saying I can deliver people are being more realistic as to when they can deliver items, you know? Um, with that in mind, and it's not like yeah, the market is of when things will get back. Yeah, and and remember, the customer is not deaf too. The customer is not blind. They know what's going on. Yes. You know, so there is some. You know, I think we are all working together in this in this in this thing. Just try to see how um, everyone can can scale this fence. This is a big fence. Yeah, I like how you you are very optimistic, and I like the fact that you think about every disaster. You oh, you believe there's a silver lining in every disaster, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have it. We it have is. to have something. It is. It's just maybe between me and you. I'm, I'm not a pessimist, but I don't know yeah. why. I sort of drag my feet a bit around some of these things. So I'm just like, what's the date for me? If there's no date, <laughs> what's the date? <laughs> there's no date. Someone, someone's saying we'll meet. When? What time? I'll tell you when. If there is no time to meet or no date to meet, then like, what is, is there really a date? But okay, we can shift our energy a bit. We can shift our energy. Um, Bali, you're very quiet. I'm thinking that this might be a good time to um, take a little music break. And, uh, and this is us talking about uh, the coronavirus, its effects, and also what it means, guys. This sounds like a health show from the World Health Organization, as if they contracted us to share some facts with you guys, but sometimes you have to give the background information in as much detail as possible because you'll be surprised there's people who still have not read up or haven't had time in their crazy busy schedules of selfies and Instagram. They have not had enough time to find out what's going on in the world. <laughs> so we'll be right back after the break. I'm still talking the coronavirus. Guys, this is the Fashion Lab and we are still on this conversation around the coronavirus. Um, edgy, what I like was the fact that you touched on it, but we didn't really open up on it. I think it was value you touched on the whole shipping thing. But I think that um, it's important for everyone to understand the detail around this. And I just want to open up this topic a bit more. Now, with Jim, on an article on Jim Daily, they talk about the 
coronavirus and what it means you know for drop shipping and you have to think about this from uh when you think about it like there's western small and medium-sized enterprises which use um the drop shipping model to deliver products straight from china to american and european consumers and they obviously rely on these chinese manufacturers to also handle their orders you know it's quick it's quick it's effective it's efficient it's, you know it's affordable it's good everything is good and all the ticks but with this breakout um you know you've now got western stores finding themselves in a tricky situation you've got the delays uh obviously edgy also talked about the new year which was already that's normally a delay already and then you've got now the extra backlogs because of the virus now you've got like western unions who are now already thinking and just sort of figuring out trying to debate the severity of the issue on reddit so they've got a lot of shipments that haven't been shipped out According to a user called Lord Demian Devil, China Post's Express Mail Service announced uh, that the, to ensure the public safety, the parcels and vehicles that sort of go through Wuhan have to be double uh, disinfected. Then you've got the Natsons that denounced the lack of transparency in communication with the Chinese manufacturers. And then this has people sort of sitting and wondering about the status of their orders. Um, that obviously has not been uh, revisioned for days. So I just want to break down the the whole thing about what uh, the Wuhan coronavirus means for dropshipping generally, and that, this is according to this Jing Daily article. Now, the first thing is delays, delays, definitely big delays. Um, the government is public safety. The authorities obviously set prevention and control measure, measures in place um, to just sort of disrupt the free movement of goods and people. So these policies left logistics companies in limbo. These companies are incapable to, you know, to navigate new restrictions, no government guidance. It's really, really uh, a bad situation. The second one, besides the delays, is the uncertainty will obviously disrupt the business of smaller vendors. And smaller vendors who obviously depend on the products they sell smaller retail traffic is what pushed push them literally into bankruptcy because these people really depend on this so their ability to survive depends not only on the quality of goods but also on the quick or speedy sort of delivery processes um since consumers obviously want to have access to products as quick as possible the third uh, effect of uh, the wuhan coronavirus when it comes to drop shipping um in the age of of social media lets spread misinformation and create general state of hysteria and we've seen this happen before so you've got like counterproductive to business because buyers are afraid to order products from china and then you've got this despite calls now for calm buyers are not sure does this thing have something is, is it infected so there's definitely a lack of trust on the established institutions or infectious disease as experts who insist that packages from china don't pose risks uh, to the end consumers the sun actually titles quite spectacularly of one of its editorials post apocalypse and this british sun amazon they've got the ebay products from china over coronavirus fears so it's crazy the people are considering bleaching parcels i don't know how this is gonna happen <laughs> No, but you're capturing the sentiment though. You're capturing the exact sentiment. Like, how can this product <laughs> come in? Who has touched the product? So it's just this, it's a whole scare circle. I'm telling you, it's so scary. Maybe, maybe the disease itself is, the virus itself is not as, as scary as, as we feel. Yeah, attitude. Know? 
Yeah, but we are scared of that thing like crazy because, I mean, if something is coming to me from China right now, of course I have trepidations. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just natural, you know? Yeah, so the, the impact has been... The age, the social media, the madness, the spread of misinformation, that's a really big thing as well. I want to just touch on the fourth one is sellers should expect increased trade costs. Because after this, right? Am I not right, Edgy, also? Mm -hmm. After this, obviously all the routes that are closed, whatever it is, but people will have to pay a premium for their products. So it, after the delay, which is already an, a big inconvenience in however way it costs everyone in business, However, now you're going to put the problems because you're going to have to pay for your for your products and it's not going to be cheap. And then the last one, definitely effect when we talk about the effects based on this drop shipping and the um, coronavirus is the closure of factories in China is obviously disrupting the production cycle. So when production facilities will start operating, they probably will have to make up for backlogs. And then that means probably a little bit of a drop in quality, maybe when it comes to manufacturers work around the clock, because obviously it's a short run. Then you probably have, I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that that's definitely going to be something else as well. Um, and maybe Chinese companies will implement changes in the manufacturing process to favor the quantity mindset instead of quality management. What do you think, Edge? You're actually, this is a good one. No, I think, I think China has gone too far to become, to, to focus on quantity over quality. They've gotten so good at quality. That but this, is, this crisis here... I know, I know, I know. I know it's a crisis, but remember, even even if even if they switch to quantity over quality, that is that in itself is a crisis. You know, so you can't you can't create one crisis. You can't solve a crisis by creating another crisis. I'm sure we'll find middle grounds. I'm very very because you have to understand in this market, you the buyer understands the problem. Me the the man me the the designer understands the problem. The, comp the factory understands the problem. So we have this common understanding. How are we going to solve it? How do we get where we want to get? I think along the way, all of us will make sacrifices. Yes, I'll wait for my time. Yes, the consumer understands that the product will come a little later. And the factory understands, yes, there is need to, to maintain quality because now we're already late. So if you're late and then the quality is bad, that's a major crisis, you know? So, mm -hmm. I, I think we'll find middle grounds around it. We'll find a way to solve this problem without kind of like exaggerating and causing more more issues you, and compromises. How, how, is, how is everyone going to be able to make up? Because making up is money. Someone's going to pay for that makeup. And that's why I'm saying. Whether it's we're, we're paying already paying for, for it right products now. finally, whether it's paying even more for even the from a manufacturing perspective, if they don't compromise quality, how are they going to be able to fulfill? No, but imagine for you, though, Liz, let's talk about, let's look at it from a personal perspective. So you're waiting for this pair of shoes for two months because China got sick, right? And then you get the pair of shoes after two months and they're crap. How are you going to feel? That's just a personal crisis. <laughs> That's just crap. For me to get them, I will probably have to pay something clearer. There'll be a shocking thing that says, Please come get collect your goods or they'll be delivered plus X amount fee, coronavirus fee or whatever they'll call it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> people have to how how is it how are you going to how do you make it back? You can't just 
Can't say let's catch up from where we left. It's not a catch up from where we Nothing is going to be catch up from where we left on. Because it's not the same. And the worst thing for me is the small businesses. I mean, we, we, the smallest ones. So as I mean. Liz. Yes. Yeah. I, I know it's 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 very scary. We can just go crazy about it, but trust <laughs> me, we had humanity. I mean, people we survive these things all the time. Of course, they're not easy to survive. But the corona. Imagine if the coronavirus had happened twenty years ago, maybe forty years ago. But it happened now, where at least science and everybody is trying really, really hard. Um. I think then then yes the impacts are so harsh right now. I mean for me personally they are super harsh because I'm late on deliveries and when you late on deliveries it means you late on payments that come in to help you move your business forward. But there's a consensus though there's an understanding also that you know we're going to try to find a way to to get these things done, you know. Like I was telling you about the shoe project, right? We should be in development right now, but the only thing we can do right now is print the letter. It's like design the, the, how the letter is going to be printed on the shoe, so that when when we start work, then the letter, the shoes will actually be printed. All of those things should have happened really quickly, but at least we found something we can do right now. You know, yeah, you know. So yes, it's going to be really expensive for everybody um, in time, in money, um, but I think the industry will, will will survive this just fine yeah i think i am curious as you thank you for your thoughts i'm curious between you and Bali, interested in do you guys believe in the prophecies because you know i've seen some cra- crazy tweets that i can't even look at anymore i'm just like i'm not sure what they're oh, saying the, the thing so, the thing from that guy yeah you it's see is what is the prophecy <laughs> All of those things Who are in the, in the book of Revelations, anyway. Nostradamus <laughs> predicted uh, a scourge and plague, which was like, could it have been, I mean, there's also a question, could it have been this coronavirus? But about this was about 500 years ago. Oh, and yeah, I, I, I'm with Edgy on this one. The Bible also predicts the same thing. I know. So the who's this guy like now that's trying to yeah, ride this wave? <laughs> and there have been far more threatening diseases than this before. So, nah, I don't believe that we should have hold his to some heavier standard or higher standard. It's just the reality of it that there are diseases, there are viruses. Let's take you to the Bible then. Sorry, Liz. <laughs> Let's take it to the Bible since you've knocked off the other guy. You're like, not that one. But fine, these predictions. Mm. Do you yes. guys not this or you think this is also no. No, I mean, of course. Look, if you dwell <laughs> on these things, I mean, Liz, we could step out the door now. And my exactly. We happen out, outside my door, so exactly. I mean, these things are these things are gonna happen. You know, mm. I, I'm I'm not down. I'm not saying I doubt the guy, but I'm just saying our reality is that we live and die every day. You know, so it's nothing new in that. You know, it's just right yes. now the problem is 
we just need to to solve this problem. You know, we need to. I have faith. I'm like I'm like edgy. I'm like no man. We, we'll find. We'll be fine. <laughs> okay, ye of little faith. We should walk wine style guide so we can drink some wine because I think we do need to, and then we will come back to this because I don't know what to say today. You and edgy, and I'm gonna put you in a bag, like I said. <laughs> and I'm standing where you'll be drop shipped into a region where you will be sitting in the corner for clearance. <laughs> we just we just read revelations together. <laughs> you're remaining on clearance for like so long. You even know what to do, but they don't be clear. And then I'm asking a premium to release you again. They'll be like, sorry, happened with the coronavirus, guys. You know what? Running over to the wine style guide. I bet it's time for your wine style guide. Brought to you by Liz Ogunga Wines. All right, <laughs> let's let our head down. <laughs> Are we happy to roll over to the white style guide? Because now I'm making jokes on the show and it's not a drinking show. But let's start with you, Bandy. What's your white style guide today? And I'm very. Before you start, I want to say I'm very proud of you and Edgy. You're doing very well in the white style guide. <laughs> very proud. Of you. Okay, okay. My white style guide for this week. I did a bit of research because I was flat out of white style. Guide. <laughs> I did. I, I'm learning. I'm learning more. So this is when you smell the wine. So um, when you smell the wine, the, it's said that you actually have to put your nose in the glass. You need to close your eyes and hold Please your nose. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to take over your wine glass bit. Do not put your nose in the glasses. But okay. This is what the experts say. They say put your nose close to your glass. And then inhale and smell your wine. It's important that you close your eyes because if you close your eyes, your other senses are heightened. But if you open your eyes, obviously you're looking around, you're not focused. So this is my wine style guide is that if you are the kind of person, I personally don't do it because I just drink my wine. I'm not about that smelling or inhaling life. But if you do, they say that to heighten the experience and get the smell better, put your nose close to it, inhale it with your eyes closed that way your sense of smell is heightened and you will get the best smell out of your wine that's my wine style guide send me could you please send me the, the reference of this expert so i can talk to him privately because <laughs> he's now starting to confuse you and then you, you confuse edgy and now you guys are getting into a different soul but i just want to add on Bali that whether you close your eyes or not mm-hmm. you can smell the and for those who are also trying to understand why you need to smell the wine is because it's the beginning of the, for me, I believe it's the beginning of your tasting experience. There is times where I open a wine and I can smell it and obviously I will not leave it. I mean, some people will smell it and say I can feel it, but I can already feel the hints of wine by just twirling my glass and really getting that, you know. And you don't need your nose in there. You really do not need your nose in the glass. Can we please keep our noses away from for a bit of a distance from the glass? But it's a, a great way to experience wine, especially for people who like. If you go to a wine tasting, like if you well me, I always drink my wine anyway. But if you go to a wine tasting and you're better than me, and you feel like you have had like enough wine, you can't take it anymore. 
you can still just twirl the glass and smell the wine and you can still get uh, quite a good experience of the hints um, around the wine because that's really what that's the beginning of it's a part of the wine experience and drinking wine without tasting it and without, without smelling, smelling it like it's, not, it's just not drinking okay here i am getting lost in wine uh, but Mbani, thank you very much. Eji, what's your wine style guide today? It's funny. It's so uncanny because my wine style guide today was kind of similar to what Mbali was touching up on. Because I was, We're aligned. I was reading up. <laughs> we are totally aligned. I was reading up on, on the descriptions of wine, you know, like opulent, smooth, velvety, voluptuous. I did like the voluptuous sound of it. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> so... So like so I was going to wonder I was actually wondering so how do you how do you get this how do you actually experience these descriptions is it in tasting or in smelling it so I think that's where we our our wine style guides kind of connect in terms of the smell mm, of it you know mm. and I was going to find out from Liz of course our resident expert <laughs> um <laughs> on what's a voluptuous wine i did like that voluptuous wine thing <laughs> you know <laughs> the next time i'm in new york please show me give it to me so i can taste it because i don't even know what it tastes like <laughs> no but i'm trying to wonder what that means like what how how can you tell the wine like how do you tell the the feel of wine the velvety of voluptuous feel of wine? is it the tasting of it or in the smell of it mm. can understand velvety voluptuous I, I am not. I'm not sure. I just saw it. that, and I was really drunk. To you me. were intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> All right, Edwin. Get it. Get it. Thank you, Lee. And, and for our listeners for listening, I hope you get it too. He's really told us. Okay, so we get it. But thank you for that, Edgy. I think today my wine style guide is when I've gone to certain wine tastings and certain wine experiences sometimes i see the sommelier or whoever is hosting um open up the bottle and then smell the cork and i wanted mm-hmm. to see two things about the cork smelling the cork doesn't do i don't know what you're smelling from the cork it does not it will not tell you how the wine i don't know why whoever's smelling the cork is smelling it maybe you should stop smelling the cork <laughs> that's my part one of the cork number two <laughs> Part two of this, <laughs> this is, you know, when you try to open a wine, and especially this happens when it's a really aged fine wine. Uh, uh, when you try to open, sometimes uh, when you try to unscrew the cork, you sometimes the cork crumbles and breaks. I have been in two different experiences of that. I have seen somebody hosting the cork breaks they put the whole bottle away and i'm thinking my god that's a 20 that's a freaking 2010 or 20 2009 and you're putting it away i want to steal it but i'm like let me be calm let me just calm down and then i've been in a different scenario where someone's opened up the bottle and the cork has crumbled but we've still drunk the wine because even me i'm like listen bring that wine out it's a serious vintage let's just drink the wine okay so i think for me the biggest thing is to make sure that you're careful by making sure you probably just try to see if you can pull away the crumbles so that you don't drink the crumbles of the cork of, of the uh, in the wine but i don't believe you should just put your wine away because of the fact that the cork has actually crumbled so guys for those deep wine drinkers <laughs> who can understand this Drink the wine, though. It's not a problem. Just make sure you don't drink the coffee. But drink the wine. It's okay. That's my wine style guide. 
for today. Thank you, Liz. To our resident <laughs> wine what expert. What would we do without Liz? <laughs> what would we do? Hijacking our <laughs> hijacking our <laughs> style guides. I will hijack her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Correcting it. It's good. It's a really. I think this is a really great. Um, uh, I think it's a great. It was a great addition. And for those who are tuned in, yes, this is not the wine lab, but it's the fashion lab. But we have the wine lab. <laughs> <laughs> this is sort of how we unpack and how we unwind, and you can see I've influenced the rest of the team. So people are really serious about the wine style guide. So that's really good. Uh, if you care about sharing with us your wine style guide, share with us. Maybe I'm going to start giving away a bottle for the best wine style guide, a bottle of Bizagumbo wine. So from now on, for our listeners, if you listen, you can tweet us or you can Instagram or Facebook. Us. Facebook, Instagram is Fashion Lab Africa. Twitter is Fashion Lab AF. Ta- share with us your wine style guide, your favorite wine style guide, whatever it is. And I think if I think it's really, really hot, then we get you a bottle of Bizagumbo wines. But that's... That's my piece. <laughs> Can we now run over to the fashion lab, the top three? Um, and I think we'll start with you, Edgy. Um, just to, based on a recap of what we've spoken about today, whether it's through what you think is prevention, please do not talk about prevention. Neither you can, please. This prevention cannot be in the top three. Those prevention tips are just ridiculous. But can you talk about... <laughs> oh, well, three? then I'm going to have to sit this yeah, one out. <laughs> No, prevention. Listen, guys, there's different preventions, but the ones I was breaking down is not Like, that must go, those must go. <laughs> no, I think for me, it's just, yes, it is It is a hard time for us all, but I think that um, we, we, will, we will find a way to survive this. We have to find a way to survive it. Um, let's... You know, it's hard to say. I don't know. Like, there's so many. It's, it's such a hard situation, you know. But I'm confident that we're going to find a solution to it. So, is that your question, uh, top three? Is that your my, my, mm. my, my top three would be, like, let's be optimistic. Yes. That will solve this issue. <clears throat> <laughs> I like that, Eddie. I like that. Yeah, very silver lining, Mr. Silver Lining. Yes, thank you. My top three is I think that this is a time for the fashion industry and all other industries, in fact, to make notes and make sure that they are better prepared in future. So there's a lot of things that have now had to be very rushed and like they've had to create measures on the spot and think of the like now and act now. So I just want this to be a time of learning and making sure that if ever another virus happens or um, or there's an outbreak such as this, the industry is prepared and they have measures in place to make sure that production carries on, delivery goes on and the show goes on. That's my top three. I like that too. I really like that. We need to bring that. I'm going to bring in an emotive side of it. I think today my top three is we live in a very mean world. And like I said, when we were talking last week and I said, I was looking at some of these videos where people are infected, they come out with a diagnosis, they get into the elevator and start spitting all over 
the elevator so that whoever gets to next will catch the virus is 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 evil so because of the fact that we live in an evil world what i would like to do is to encourage more of people looking at people as people and realizing that you know the whole stereotype around this one's chinese let me run away from from my life or this one is in chinatown i think that that's something we need to start being a bit more conscious about everybody nobody wants this virus and nobody deserves it and everyone is trying to control it and trying to get away from it and so what you can do better as you me edgy and everybody is to be cognizant of the fact that because someone has chinese eyes it doesn't mean they're chinese and even if they have chinese eyes and their name is wang tung it doesn't mean that they're not trying to get away from it what you're running away from they're also trying to run away from so i think there's a different way of being able to manage the stigma around that and just be conscious of the fact that everyone is trying to get away from this thing and it doesn't matter whether they're chinese or whether they in chinatown or wherever it is so just be sensitive and be sensible and be conscious mm-hmm. See? Yeah, you actually you can laugh and but No, I agree totally. I totally agree. I mean, this is yeah. a time for compassion and and bravery and less, yeah. you know. Yes. And remember guys that if your merchandise is stuck, someone died. So you can also <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just saying. Well, that's one way to look at it. The prioritize and want to put up as news headlines is that somebody forgot that somebody's whole family just died of coronavirus and somebody else is busy complaining about their Louis Vuitton bag that started the fucking thing and I'm like <laughs> that's life, isn't it? Yeah, I'm like calm your happy selves down, please. But that is life. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. And and for those who are listening i hope that you have enjoyed this show we are moving on to our last segment of the show and we've just been talking about this um i don't know how to say it i want to say we've talked about it lightly but we've touched on a couple of different elements of what's really happening based on the information we have and based on the fact that it, you know there's no cure for this yet uh, the prevention and treatment options i think are quite ridiculous i was talking and making fun about one from the centers for disease control and prevention because i'm just like why can't they just remove those they need to remove that out of there but i think for all of us who know you do you will know who has a virus so you just have to pray and be safe and pray that it doesn't come to you and let's pray that we can actually get a cure for it so that people can get back into the the right space and safer space uh but i think this is time for us to move on into the last segment of the show and uh let's roll over to who would you want to dress? Who would you want to dress? <laughs> Why is the lab quiet? <laughs> no, we're waiting for you. We're waiting for you to say The lab is waiting doing. for you, Liz. Yes, you know. Today I want... Let's that with Bali then. I'm like, this is so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Bali, who would you want to dress on your today? This week, I would like to dress uh, Tracy Ellis Ross because she's big, she's bold, she's sexy, and she's just everything that you would want. And she's not she's not afraid to try, and she's she's just the bomb. So that's who I'd like to dress this week, Miss Tracy Ellis Ross. <laughs> Nice one. Edgy, who would you want to dress in white today? 
Today I'm dressing in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> is this what? Is this because my shirt is from Chinatown? <laughs> no, 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 because it's we're. No more Chinatown shirts. No, we. No, I'm serious about this because Ooh. so we 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 have this um, hand painted shoe collection that we have. We're doing a collaboration that it's coming out. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have Bali in one of, in our timber boots, which is like it's almost like a, it's like a winter shoe, but it's not a winter shoe. It's just a it's like a military style boot Ooh. that is hand painted. I think she will rock it. Like, I you know, would. This is so exciting, Liz. You've never told me that it's this exciting when someone wants to dress you. <laughs> Yes. Not just what he wants to do. He just signed a check. He's yes. his back. Edgy. I love the side of this. Responsibility to make sure that what he wants to dress you in, you will receive. Okay. So that, <laughs> it's my lucky day. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Edgy. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, today, I kind of don't know who I want to dress. Maybe today. <laughs> I, I know, right? Today, maybe I want to dress my mom. Hey, my mom has Oh, yes. Right? My, mother. <laughs> my mother, I need to dress her and maybe just give her a dress to appease her because she probably wouldn't even talk to me after <laughs> calling me on <laughs> But I'd like to dress her in something a again, maybe a beautiful gown with a trail. Uh, the last time I went to Nairobi and I went to surprise her and she walked back in with my dad and there was a surprise and it was a great surprise because he just showed up and she had this beautiful blue, deep blue sequin. Mm. And I said, my God, you guys actually have a life. And she was like, yeah. Mm. We went out for dinner. I was like, oh, that is lovely. I know she's the person who taught me style. She didn't teach us fashion. She we were brought up as style. Mm -hmm. Style for the hottest kids of the block. And because she brought that in us and it's a part of us and it's we really are a representation of style, me and my two sisters. I feel like I want to dress her just to pay respect. So that's who I'm dressing today. Mama. Nice. The oh best, my god, this is the, the best, best one. Mm. <laughs> best one ever. <laughs> best one ever. <laughs> Guys, wow. <laughs> this is the Fashion Lab show, and Edgy, I want to thank you for your contributions and your insights. Very powerful and also very um, helpful to be able to have these conversations. Um, you know, for those who are tuned in again, the reason we have different contributors bringing in their insights, including Edgy, who's also partner, is because of the fact that what's happening in Africa, I can try and tell you myself sometimes, and then what's happening in the U.S., I can't really tell you. There's different markets, China. Um, and you can bring in a couple of insights on and I think the idea of sharing information is always having a source of information sort of sitting within different spaces so that we have a wider spectrum and, and, and just a bigger, fatter, open, more bigger detail bit, bigger and better detail that touches from different touch points across the world um, it's also good that we travel a lot so while I'm sitting here uh, I don't really have any news except the carnival, but I just know that, you know, it's always nice to have uh, these different insights on the show so that we see things in a wider perspective. Bali, thank you for joining us also, bringing the passion a lot to life. It's really good for those of you guys who are still taking too many selfies and you're on Instagram all day long, not really working, but whatever you're doing on there, that you don't have time to catch up with the fashion news. This is normally brought to us by Mbani. 
Anthony Joko. So it's really cool to have you on as well with the Fashion Alert. And I also get to, I've become lazy now. I don't even research on news. I just wait for the Fashion Alert to hear. See yes, me but too. <laughs> At your service. Exactly this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. Like, she gets it. <laughs> she does. She really gets it and brings it home. So I'm like, me, I'm not doing any research on fashion or not. I'm on fashion news. I will wait for her to bring it. And she does bring it. So a great job. For those who are tuned in, thank you for always tuning in onto the show. I hope that you've got something out of the show today. Um, and I hope that you be safe in the best way that you can. And I think also it's about your mindset. So guys, serious. I'm very serious about that mindset conversation. But this is not the mind lab. So you can talk to me on a separate platform. <laughs> <laughs> about the power of the mind. But I think for me, I'm really grateful. Uh, uh, it is that time uh, to say goodbye to you guys. Uh, you can catch us. If you missed the show, you're catching it just towards the end of it. Um, you can catch it on the podcast. Uh, you can visit uh, fashionlabafrica.com for more. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. We're also on iTunes and on Google Play. And obviously, if you want to talk to us, uh, if you want to play a part, if you want to share with us information, info at fashionlabafrica.com until next week guys it is toodles thank you thank you guys fashion lab africa real conversations real fashion